brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Oh, Miles here. That's right, Owlpost for the week is freshly delivered, and I am just one of the hosts here, Matthew Rushing, and she is still here, as she is always the amazing, ever-present, ever-vescent, Drea Kaufman. Hey! I'm here, how- and live! Yeah, and officially back to work! Yay. Yeah, man, how is uh, how is it transitioning from baby mama to work mama? Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. To making the bacon and back to bringing yeah, home the bacon. That's hey! right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's good. It's good. Tired. Yeah, she can okay. make it and fry it. <laughs> sure can. And it's delicious. <laughs> oh, bacon. So uh, yummy. Mm, mm, I love bacon. I anyway, love okay. Bacon. Before we go down like a bacon <laughs> tangent. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I uh, just want to remind everybody that we did have our contest winners last week. And as of this recording, we still haven't heard from them. So just FYI, reminder that our two contest winners were Kid at Heart 33 and Jedi Fish. Just a reminder, please send us your contact information. Go over to nerdparty.com slash contact. Choose a show, choose Owlpost, and send us your address. And we will send you the book that you won as soon as we get your information. So we're really excited to send that out to you. So thank you, everybody, who gave us those reviews over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, Keep those reviews coming. Um, we will definitely keep doing the 1 in 10 if you want because if you give us the reviews, we'll do it for you guys. So make sure you go in over there giving us a star rating review. Uh, you can find us also on Twitter, at Join Nerd Party which is a great place to follow. You can follow the entire network, see what we're doing. And of course, uh, if you want to talk to us, you can always use the hashtag OwlPost. And then uh, another great place to find us is over on Facebook, facebook.com slash the nerd party. We post all the shows there. Um, it's a great place to interact with Dre and I. We love it when people talk to us on the show posts. So uh, it's a it's a blast. So make sure you're checking out all of those places. And of course, none other than the nerdparty.com which is a fantastic place to go uh, to check out all the shows that we're doing. And um, just don't miss it. Just you don't want to miss out on everything that's going on at the Nerd Party. But, Drea, um, this week we are back 
chapter 11, we're on the Hogwarts Express. And, um, you know, I have to say, yeah, whoop, whoop. Uh, I, <laughs> I really love that they're, that the day they're going to leave, Harry wakes up, walks downstairs, and his eyes almost fall off his head when he sees Amos Diggory's head in the middle of the flames inside their <laughs> their fireplace talking very flat fast and i just i i love this idea like this is the first time that harry's seen this type of communication and it's got to be freaky just to see somebody's head floating in fire it's true i mean except for he all right this is the first time this is the yeah, first I time. Know. Seen, I, 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 I know. I took me realized I think we were like, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This is I, the first time. We were time. wrong last week, I think, you know, that he, Harry himself has never seen this. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know about anything like this. He, you know, has never experienced it for himself. He probably assumed there was some sort of it existing, but this is his first experience. And I think it would be unnerving if I went downstairs. And I mean, we don't have a fireplace because the whole town is just a giant fire pit but um, that is true that is true <laughs> but if i did go downstairs to a fireplace and saw you know just a person chilling in a chair having a conversation i might be a little freaked out well and and what i love about this too is the conversation that they're having something apparently has happened with a man named mad eye moody where he has turned some muggle artifacts into weapons because he thought his house was being attacked at night. Just throwing jinxes left and right. I, I just the 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 thought process of this happening just cracks me up. And you know, um, is this the first time that we've heard about Mad Eye Moody, or have we heard about him? Before this, I want to say this is the first time we've heard about him. I mean, yeah, we're I, actually introduced so. to him this time around. So if it was mentioned before, it was like just a name drop. Yeah. But I don't think we have. I think this is it. If I'm wrong, please let me know, people on the internet. Yeah, definitely let us know because I, I, I we may have heard the name before, like you said, just a name drop, but I do think that this is the very first time we really get introduced to this person and apparently it's going to be very important because this mad eye person yeah he's starting a new job and everyone is all you know, he's a very important person apparently to mr weasley and you know as we learned mr weasley likes to collect the oddities or i forget what uh what they, <laughs> they talk call about, it yeah they talk about mr weasley um you know collecting plugs there you, you know, go like, i just i love that i love that um and not only that but what's so funny is that mrs weasley is like your father thinks very high of mad eye movie and and so does dumbledore he's a good friend of dumbledore's and i love how fred's like well dumbledore's not what you would call you know normal normal <laughs> you know and i just i thought that that was really funny that somebody finally called out that dumbledore's a little bit he's a little odd himself yeah a bit it's of an great odd I, it's great it's it's funny that uh this is kind of the first time we're seeing uh the weasley family criticize themselves like each other and not like in a joking knock percy for being a a mm. butt kisser but like where they're first kind of like well does sort of collect them and they're not always normal you know they're not like 
talking down about him or to him. They're just like kind of calling it how it is. Well, you know, this is dad's habit, you know? So what I thought was interesting about it is just, it's very realistic, you know, uh, the family and, you know, when you have this many kids and some of them are already adults and everything, and some are close to being adults, you know, they do have, um, start to form their own opinions and it is interesting to see them kind of you know um it you could tell they love their dad but they're also like dad's not what we would call normal yeah they're not afraid to like know that he's not this like perfectly normal wizard who just goes about his business so well (laughs) and i also like this shepherd that we do get a couple of new things and we hear about orders for the first time and that they're the dark wizard catchers, and that Mad-Eye Moody is apparently somebody who is so good at it that, and I don't think this is hyperbole, that half the cells in Azkaban are full of uh, enemies uh, because of people he's put in there. And so there are a lot of people who don't like Mad-Eye Moody because of the way that he he had no love for dark wizards and uh, made sure that he put as many away as possible, which honestly is just pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it also kind of lends true. I mean, thinking of a somebody waking up and just l- losing it at their their trash cans or rubbish bins, um, you know, you're like, oh, maybe he's crazy. But then, kind of learning that he's pretty much made an enemy of half of the world, <laughs> then you know, there's probably some some reason why he's slightly paranoid, and you know, he probably has a has. A, pretty logical explanation to freak out if you think someone's breaking into his house so um it's kind of fascinating to learn i mean you have to imagine there was something like that all along but this is kind of the first time you're given like it's created and it's real for you now it sets up this mad eye moody character to be somebody who one seems kind of like a ba you know yeah like Big time. Um, and somebody who's a little bit paranoid. A little bit you know, crazy. Which, in a good yeah, way. Maybe possibly a little bit crazy. So, like, I love the way that she's setting this up because obviously, even if you haven't read this, you can kind of figure that this character is going to come into play later on in the book. You wouldn't normally. She why doesn't else, Why do else would we spend half a yeah. chapter on them? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and- Spoilers. <laughs> this has relevance. <laughs> and just one minor joke. I love how oh. Percy's like how he has to get off to work because Mr. Crouch is really starting to rely on here. And I love George being like, I reckon he'll even know your name soon. <laughs> I know. Well, I like how he delivers it so solemnly too. like, oh, I know, Percy. And maybe he'll even know your name someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man i think what it's I, interesting uh, that they take uh muggle taxis to the mm-hmm. station i mean yeah they uh i think we've taken ministry cars in the past and i want to say once we took the weasley house family yeah we car. did take the the we, we took the weasleys for regalia you know that was in the second yeah book before you know the boys decide to fly it all the way to Hogwarts and get it lost in the yep. forbidden forest. So, <laughs> this is kind of the first time we're we're taking some sort of muggle transportation, um, besides the the Dursley's car, um, which isn't anything special. So I think it's interesting yeah. that uh, you know Hermione and Ra- and uh, Harry are very familiar with how this will go, but 
you know, Harry's like, I did, he did not like having to tell Mrs. Weasley that cab drivers just generally don't like squawking pigeons and loose animals <laughs> in their cab, you know? Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love that it's that opportunity for Harry to, I feel, I always feel like when they have a chance, Harry and Hermione like to be that bridge to the muggle world mm-hmm. and help the Weasleys yeah. the way the Weasleys help them. And so I just, I thought it was interesting. We took a second to talk about how they get there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also really like that, um, Charlie and Bill come along for the ride with them and they they keep talking about this thing that Mrs. Weasley and them know about but the kids don't know about yet and they're giving like everybody a hard time. Ginny's like, can you just tell us what's going on for the love of all that's holy? And they're like, oh no, you'll figure it Dumbledore will tell you all about it. It's fine. You'll find out tonight. You know, and it's just they keep doing that thing which is so, it's kind of like when people are talking about spoilers sort of in a thing <laughs> oh there's the thing that happens and you're like you either tell me or just, just can you don't, stop don't, talking about yeah, it don't allude yeah. <laughs> just tell me or don't tell me i really i really love that um that and I, I it's fun to just get to see the interaction between you know a part of the family we haven't really got to spend a lot of time with so i i enjoy that charlie and bill have gotten more time in this book to spend with us as readers uh, so we can get to know them a little bit so that was a that was a lot of fun so and i like i do like she plays with it a little bit you know with them you can tell they're sort of toying with them when they're dropping the hints about what's gonna come next and if you've seen any of the movies or read the back cover of the book you probably know what's coming next um but i really like though that some of it seems genuine you know Charlie's like, well, I'll be seeing you sooner than you think, you know? And they're like, what? Um, and it's cause he genuinely was like, I'll be seeing you sooner than you think. You know? Um, I, I do like that. Some of the, ex- the information is, is real and very genuine and, and some of it, they're just, they're just messing with them. Yeah. So yeah, it is pretty fun. Um, I also enjoyed how we overhear Malfoy talking about how, well, you know, his, Father, His father wanted thought to about you. sending him to Drumstring, but you know, uh, mother didn't want me so far away, and then and then it ho- starts this whole conversation over again about these other schools, which I thought was really interesting. And of course, Hermione knows everything about them because <laughs> she's read the books. And I just I think that it's really interesting because we get into this whole thing about um, how these magical schools that people don't know where they are. It's not something that's in a book. It's not something that, oh, you can go, you know, like it, it's kept secret even from different wizarding communities because these places are so um, honestly sacred in the sense of like we're teaching wizard children how to be wizards and we don't want anybody just randomly, haphazardly finding this castle or whatever the schools are full of kids uh, learning magic. Like we keep it secret. We keep it safe. Kind of like the one ring. <laughs> keep it and secret. Keep it safe. Keep it secret. <laughs> keep it safe. <laughs> Hashtag um, episode title. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool. Like learning about this idea. Like this is something we didn't know about Hogwarts because we haven't read Hogwarts of history. JK Rowling. Wait, you didn't? Read- I did. No. no, I'm just kidding. 
So I think this this is one of the places where she gives some exposition through Hermione, but I really enjoy just kind of learning more about the Wizarding World and more about Hogwarts, um, which to me, I can never learn enough about Hogwarts. Yeah, and, and it's neat that not only are they keeping it like... Like, even the schools themselves don't really know where the other schools are. Like, it's not just secret. It's, like, epically secret. It's, like, as secret as you can get secret. So, it's it's just, it's so interesting. And they're, they're like, oh, well, they're worried that they're going to steal the secrets. Like, it's not painted, like, oh, it's for the kids' safety. It's like, no, they're going to steal our secrets. And you're like, oh, yikes. <laughs> well, and I, that is an interesting thing because when you think about it, you know, there are things at, you know, like universities that they do that not every other university does. And you do kind of keep secret um, from other universities. You know, you have your ways of doing things. And so, and it makes sense too in a thing like magic where there are certain types of magics. There are certain, I mean, obviously we learn here that Dumbstrang has no problem uh, discussing you know, the dark arts. Yeah, and, and teaching more of the dark arts and sense like how to use unforgettable curses and that kind of thing. So, you know, not a nice place well, whatsoever. So, in its defense, because I feel like it's getting a bad rap already, um, they say that they teach the dark, dark arts. And, of course, you know, we're hearing this from Malfoy, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, but, I mean, I feel like there is something to be said about learning about the thing so you understand it and not necessarily learning to perform it so it could just be that they're learning about it and you know maybe how to perform it but not so much that they're like breeding dark wizards but just that it's just another thing they just don't seem to be as prudent about the material being taught and like restricting it um they're just kind of more open about is kind of how I took it. Like they're just more open about what's there. Like dark, dark magic exists and dark arts exist. And this is what they are and what they do, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I took it. They just live dangerously versus making dark wizards, which is what I think we kind of get the impression from Malfoy. He's insinuating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also love that they all kind of get off this and start talking about Quidditch and Hermione gets bored and so she starts trying to learn the summoning charm, which I thought was interesting because that may be important later on. And I find it so sad that Neville didn't go to the World Cup. Yes, He's like, my granny too. didn't buy tickets. And it's like, oh, Neville. Well, and, and it just, it, it answers our question that there apparently is not a way, unless you go to the game, to watch it. Yeah. So I think that is fascinating that they don't have that ability. So um, just really, yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that there isn't a magical way to do that. It's but just I guess interesting. They're so yeah. technologically advanced. They're so advanced, but not technologically advanced. Like they rely yes. so heavily on mm -hmm. magic, but they don't really have technology. We've already talked about that. They don't have like cell phones or communication devices of sorts or pagers. Right. They don't have any of that. You know, Mrs. Weasley had to go use a payphone. Um, so they don't have, you know, things aren't on television. They have newspapers, but we've never, ever heard once about him them watching a TV show or anything on television or any sort of media related to, you know, the wizarding world. So it's just interesting how non-technologically minded this, this series is. 
Because nowadays you just send a text and be like, yeah. yo, I'm trapped in a closet on the third floor <laughs> in the East Wing. Someone let me out, you know? <laughs> like, yes. Well, and I, I think what it does is it makes the wizarding world feel kind of timeless, you know, because they're not bound by technology. And and actually, it's kind of a smart thing in, in a sense for her books. Like, you know, we know the time period they're in, but you never feel that you can you can read this and feel like this is happening at any time which i think is really nice I, like she was really smart i think in that i agree and disagree i feel like if you added specific technologies in here yeah you would kind of put a date or time stamp on it but i think by not having really any form of technology you're still dating it you're still dating it to before that you still sort of have like this oh it's it's old you know so i i don't i i see what you're saying it makes it not specific but i still feel like it dates it feels dated at times because she could have invented wizarding technology or something but and I don't know that there's a good way to fix this. I think of all of her options, this was the least of the worst of her choices. <laughs> like she she did the best bad option. Um, but, you know, she I just I still think it gives it some sort of dated feel, which isn't bad. It's just yeah, yeah. pre I guess pre texting, I guess. Or yeah, I guess or... it works for me because, you know, she mentions things like, you know, the the. Dursley's having like TVs and computers and video game systems, but she's never specific. Right. So it just allows you to imagine them having whatever type of technology is in your time period right. without it being like overbearing or again, I think losing. Yeah. Until um, we start streaming yeah. things directly into our heads and then yeah. all, all yeah. bets are off. We're all screwed. That's so. true. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> man, this Malfoy kid, um, him. Every time. Just shut your so, mouth, Malfoy. I feel so bad for Ron because Malfoy, of course, comes in and, you know, um, Ron was just talking about how they got to be in the top box. And, you know, he's like, oh, first and last time for your life, Weasley, you know. And then, of course, he sees Ron's dress robes that are apparently have found their way uh, slightly out of his trunk. And of course now Malfoy's making fun of that as he grabs it and shows it to everyone. And it's like, he is having a, a pretty um, embarrassing day. It's a pretty crappy day for Ron. Let's be honest. It's just a pretty crappy day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and on top of that too, uh, you know, we've got Malfoy talking about how, awesome it is that he knows what's going to be happening because you know his father told him ages ago because you know they know Cornelius Fudge and like they're they only know the top people you know and all this stuff and you know it's frustrating for Ron too because like his dad could have told him but his dad is doing what he's supposed to do and not telling his son you know like so Ron's kind of like proud of his dad but at the same time he's mad because he's like if I, yeah, it's just this whole thing that fair. happens. Again, it's not yeah, fair, yeah. but it's the right thing to do. But it still reminds Ron that the right thing isn't always the easy thing or the thing that makes him feel most included. Yeah. But I'm reading this and, you know, Malfoy sort of hassling them about, oh, are you going to enter? Or are you going to enter? And all I'm thinking is like, he doesn't know as much as he thinks he knows, which I yeah, have true. I have this moment where I'm like, haha, yeah, sure. Your dad told your dad's in the know. Yeah, right. Like at this moment where I'm like, haha, 
while he's reading that, which will come come out in the next chapter. But, you know, with my foreknowledge, I'm already like, it doesn't make me as angry because I already know he's sort of yeah, putting his foot like, in his mouth just a little. You're like, ah, should have just yeah. not no, said anything. I, I love that. I really, I like that. Um, and it's interesting too, you know, I love how they get to the school at the very end, you know, that the journey is over and they're at school and Hagrid's calling all the first year to the boats and it's just pouring rain. It's cold. And Hermione's like, oh, I hate to go across the lake in this weather. Yeah. <laughs> and they get into uh, horseless carriages, which will come up again in the next book. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get introduced to a very important character in the next book with respect to these horseless carriages. Um, and yeah, I thought, I, I thought it was, I know that was a nice nod right there. A nice little. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I love how she just, again, she just places the puzzle pieces and you can't see the whole picture yet, but it's going to be important. And she's just so good at that. And if you think about it, this is the first year that they are appropriately going to the school. First year they take the boats. One which second year they fly the car? Yeah, so the first year they were in the boats. Second, second year, year they, they flew, flew the car. car. Uh third year was normal. Was third year normal? Third year's normal because there isn't anything that happens while they're going the sorting, to Hogwarts. Though. Um because they at Hogwarts on the in the third year, um, you know, they the only thing that happens is the train at the muggle oh no he's passed out he's passed out passed out yeah well not he's not passed out but they have to go and talk to mcgonagall and snape along with um lupin and that's why they miss the yeah yes yeah they end up that yeah that's the reason that they end up missing we aren't exactly sure but assumption would be they took the carriages right so but this is the first time we get the carriages mentioned yeah this is the first time we're mentioned the normal means in which students report to hogwarts this is kind of the first normal start to the school year that ron and harry and hermione are having Mm -hmm. where there's no like big uppities happening uh before they they get there and we're going to sort of get a normal school start which probably feels nice for the first time in four years (laughs) (laughs) until the until they realize that this year is going to be completely different yeah until we get into the next chapter and all bets are off (laughs) but at least it started out normal so so uh great chapter can't wait to continue with this one because we're really starting to dig into the meat of the story and some big things will get revealed next week in in the chapter called the triwizard tournament but before we get spoilers. there, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> chapter uh, It's not a spoiler <laughs> since everybody has seen the chapter titles. Uh, but if uh, anybody wants to, to say hi to you, see what's going on, talk about Harry Potter, where can they find you? Sure. Send me pictures of bacon uh, on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> at PC. Like on a burger uh, or like. Or just you know, a nice just on plate anything. of bacon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of that. Uh, on PCF Chick at, um, on Twitter. Um, or uh, on Instagram at Drea Kaufman, and it's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And you could find me on Twitter at MattRushing02 and on Instagram under the same name. I'm also here on the Nerd Party Network doing aggressive negotiations with John Mills as we're talking all about Star Wars every week. It's a lot of fun, so make sure you join us. Uh, you can find me on the Trek FM Network. I'm uh, doing a show there called The Orb with chris jones as we talk all about star trek deep space nine i'm doing the general geek show over there called the 602 club which is a blast and um as of this show coming out 
Dre and I will have recorded, and you will be waiting for our review of Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War. So you'll want to make sure you're following the 602 Club for that. And then um, last but not least, doing uh, a great show with my friend Courtney called Cinema Stories, and that is all about film through the lens of faith. But thank you so much for checking your outpost. Mischief Managed. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.